You're listening to another great podcast in the Stoplight Network. My Mac Podcast 389. It's the Chiroptophobia Show. You're listening to the G-Men on the MyMag.com podcast. number 389 with guy and gaz yeah uh, Ga- gaz is the me bit and guy is the you bit guy oh i'm the you bit i thought you yeah. were the you bit i'm the me bit ah okay well as long as we've got that straight now yeah, well, i'm sorry gaz nice clear. what now exactly was the name of the show again <laughs> it's the it's the chiratophobia show oh, damn it i was hoping you were gonna blow it like we both <laughs> did about a thousand times as we were yes. <laughs> And for those of you... You're a loser. I am. I am. (laughs) For those of you who are wondering what chiroptophobia is... You'll find out later. You'll find out later. (laughs) Um, We have got a lot to talk about tonight in some some really... I think uh, let's start off with this. This is really, really good news for everyone who's a fan of the show, uh, especially if you're on Facebook. (laughs) Our 400th episode is coming up. Not only if you're on Facebook. Well, yeah, but I, I'll be smiling more at the people that are on Facebook. <laughs> oh, well, that's not very nice. I know, I know. I can't help it. That's how uh, you roll. That's how. I, yeah, yeah. And that sometimes that's just sad. Uh, we have our four hundredth episode is coming up. I, I think it's going to be in April, and I don't I don't have iCal up in front of me. But I think it's like April nineteenth, something like that. Comes after March. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At some point later, later on in the year. It's going to be our 400th episode, and we are planning big to-dos for, not just for us, but for all the wonderful people that listen to the MyMac.com podcast. We're, <laughs> we're uh, putting together uh, a contest, and uh, we already have uh, two copies of Busy Mac's Busy Cal and two I copies. I tell you, what, I use that all the time, so that's, that's cool. I re- I, I, I've got to get that program. I mean, it, I, I don't have it yet. And maybe it'll be it'll, it'll give me less annoying reminders when the podcast <laughs> is getting ready to come out. <laughs> I, I know one thing. It's a bit. It's a little bit like uh, one password. Actually, it's always being updated, which which actually at sometimes can be a bit annoying. But the fact that it's being updated <laughs> is always good. Right. <laughs> and uh, so far, our second sponsor, and there'll be more to come, is uh, Copilot is providing two copies of their GPS navigation app for the iPhone. And cool. there'll and there'll be more to come uh later on and we'll we'll talk about that as as we get closer to the end of the contest. And the best part is if you've already liked us on Facebook, there is absolutely nothing else that you need to do. You're already entered in the contest. So How cool is that? That is cool. I mean, you don't yeah, have to I, send I in to, emails. I'm, you don't have to write bumpers. I'm going to have to like that page, aren't I? Well, you should. Well, actually, I think you already oh, have since you're an enter, admin. Can I? No, no. Um, well, let, let's talk about this real quick. Uh, so to enter, all you have to do is go to Facebook and like the My Mac podcast page. And if you've already done that, there's nothing more that you need to do. You don't have to write bumpers, though, if you want to. We'd appreciate it. There's no other hoops to jump to jump through. If you aren't on Facebook... Send an email to either guy at mymac.com or gaz, or gaz at mymac.com. <laughs> and, Did you know, I, th- I think we might have a bit of latency. Uh, I hope not. Well, well, I hope not. Well, pre- I think it's you just ignoring me as usual. I'm sorry. What did you say? <laughs> I heard something. Um, need I say more? <laughs> <laughs> now. Uh, so that's that's uh, we're just we're just going to announce the contest now. Uh, I think Gaz and I are going to record some some silly commercial that will have uh, some of the other podcasts on the the Stoplight Network play. Well done, well done. Yeah, oh, I ha- yeah. I'm very careful these days. And you think you think we'll do silly stuff? Oh, I can't believe it. I I know it is a mystery. It is a mystery. Now you had something else that you wanted to talk about, real quick. Yeah, yeah, very, real quick. I have um, 
several hundred, and if I'm brutally honest, probably several thousand uh, <laughs> th- thirty-five mil, uh, thirty-five millimeter negatives. Uh, a lot of the pictures I've actually scanned um, and entered them or pop pop them into iPhoto, which is probably why uh, iPhoto doesn't doesn't always run very quickly for me. Although Touchwood and all the other stuff, since yeah. I've had Lion, iPhoto has been pretty good. But there's an awful lot of thirty five millimeter, millimeter uh, negatives that I've got, and I want to get them digitized. So I've been looking around for Mac equivalent um, scanners. Um, which will obviously do negatives. Right. But I've, I've kind of been toing and froing as to whether I should buy a scanner or whether I should actually just um, take the plunge and, and send them off to some sort of service provider and get them to do it. Well, actually, and, the weird thing is there's not really that many companies that make scanners anymore. Well, not not that make them to a high quality. And I don't just mean to a high quality when it comes to the actual image, because most a lot of them I've been looking at, they seem to do a relatively good job of creating a decent image. The problem you get is the time it takes to actually yeah. produce that image. And, and, and looking through and reading all the, you know, um, blogs that of people that have actually gone through and done this it seems for a roll of film and i'm assuming that a roll of film is going to be a, a, a roll of 36 that it takes about an hour to do that now if you've got <laughs> if you've got several thousand negatives that's an awful lot of time <laughs> and it's you know the actual equipment if you get a decent one you can spend up to about a thousand pounds if you can find a decent second hand um nikon um scan uh, scanner, which is really the one that I'd like to go for, but you know I can't afford that. So I'd be looking at a two or three hundred pound scanner to do the job. Well, but then, from Epson or Canon yeah, or something like that. There's one from Epson actually, which I've got my eye on. However, however, I was just thinking about all that time that I'd have to spend doing it because it's and you know you, you scan it through, that's fine. It, the image then comes up on your screen and then you, you're likely to want to just adjust it you know um edit the photo in some way and i'm thinking mm, i'm not really sure I'm, I'm ready for that so what i've done is i've actually taken a plunge and sent off to um i won't name the company yet until i get them back um but i've sent off about 250 uh negatives um to a company in the uk and they are, they've received the negatives because, um, they've been very good at uh, keeping emails going. So I've been in contact with them and they've told me that they've actually received the negatives. Uh, they even told me the time that <laughs> they received the negatives. Oh, and good. They're, and they're going to keep me informed as, of the progress. So once I receive those back, I'll let you know how that service went and how much work I've then got to do afterwards. Uh, and obviously import them into iPhoto, making sure the date's all correct because, you know, that's part of the process really. Sure. They, they, they can't really date them or, you know, or name them very easily. Although they did say that they would put at least a name on each negative according to the slip that it comes in. So I've tried to, you know, start that process off. Okay. So we'll see. Now, so we'll see. The, are these negatives on strips or are they like individual strips. slides? Strips. Strips. Okay. Yeah, they're, I not had, slides. they're not slides. They're the 35 mil strips. Okay. I, I had an Epson scanner yep. that you could put in like your standard five to six image uh, yep. film strip. Yep. And it did an okay job, but the automation software for it just sucked. I mean, because typically my thought process was, okay, I've got this, this five picture strip in and according to the software, it's going to look at each one of these images and convert it to a JPEG and reverse it, of course, because these are negatives and then it'll name them and then put them in this folder, but it never worked. And that's what I'm picking an awful lot of. I'm hearing an awful lot about you, not only do you have to buy the scanner, and the one I was looking at was the Epson Perfect 3 uh, Perfection V600. Uh-huh. But what, I, what I've heard also is that the, the, you need to buy separate software um, to go with it to, to finish off the job correctly. And I'm thinking, hang on a minute, I'm starting to spend several hundred pounds on the scanner. I'm starting to spend more money on the actual uh, software or actual software as well to make and the job easier. don't forget easier. about your time. Then there's my time on top of that. So 
that's why I've sent a load of negatives off. One of the things that this service does is not only does it give you, uh, you know, they, they tell you the DPI that you're going to get these um, images back in. I'm guessing what, 300? No, it's no, no 4,000 DPI. Oh, okay. Wow. Um, so it, it's quite a high quality image, which is going to be a large file. I understand that, but I can import uh, whatever I want to. But at least then I'll have them, you know, on discs backed up. Okay, so they're sending them back to you on CDs yeah, or DVDs. Yeah, that's right. They'll do them on DVDs. Now, the 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 other thing that I'm I'm looking at as well. Where was I going with that? Um, talking before about before I interrupted you. Yeah, before you interrupted me, which is you know pretty. It's pretty typical. Normal. Yeah. Um, but when I, when I get one of the other things that they will do is they also clean the slide. They're, they're, there's several processes that they go through to take out scratches and all sorts of stuff. How good that is, I don't know. But you know, I can imagine me grabbing the negative and just wiping it with my fingers, putting it in the slide on the on the printer, and then thinking, "Oh, look at that smudge." <laughs> <laughs> so we'll have to see. I'm going to get them back, and if if they've done a really good job, then I'm likely to over time just. Can't you know send a few out and get them done? Although it'll cost probably three or four times more in, in the long run in value, but you know how how much is my time worth? Well, well yeah, exactly. And the thing is, especially if the process starts to go bad, you know, mm-hmm. then you throw in That's the frustration right. factor, yeah. and then yeah. you'll leave it for a few days, and then That's maybe right. a few more That's days. Right. Yeah, right. and. Uh, I, I, uh, did they give you like a cost estimate for the first 250 you sent? Is there like, is it like per image or something? Yeah, basically I've got a cost per image, which in, I think, uh, let me just do a quick calculation because they gave me uh, a value. Um, but it, it, it really comes down to the amount of, of, you see, you'll get a cost per image, but that cost goes down, down oh. to a minimum according to how many you send, you send in. Right. And the more you send in, obviously the cheaper it becomes. Um, but I think um, it's going to cost me, I, th- I think it was about 40 pence per image. Let me just have, have a, um, no, it's 36 pence an image. Okay, so that's like 70 cents in the U.S. Well, probably less than that, probably, you know. 60, 60 to 70. 60, yeah, 60 to 70 cents. Well, yeah. actually, you know, and, and considering that all you'll have to do afterwards is like maybe put in a few notes or something for the images that you really like. Well, the, the ones I'm doing them in batches, so you know I can I can easily stick a date on them because I've got the dates you know pretty much uh, registered. So you know I can do that as a batch fo- uh, batch change within iPhoto itself. So yeah, I'm hoping. Well, we'll wait and see. We'll wait and see. More to come on that. Yeah. Well, you would have a lot more work to do if you were doing <clears throat> it yourself. Oh yeah. Oh yes. Oh yes. Yep. Uh. Well. Why don't we jump over to the MyMac.com podcast? Well, think- let's just go over to the MyMac.com podcast. <laughs> Uh, website or the website um, <laughs> it all links in somehow doesn't it <laughs> yeah anyway uh, the, the first article that we're going to talk about this week is um learn my mac episode number six sick sick <laughs> oh, dear. that was a freudian slip <laughs> i'm sorry elisa i really you am say Pacelli and i say Pacelli. <laughs> oh i was too early you were learn my mac episode number six which is keyboard shortcuts from elisa you say Pacelli, and I say Pacelli. <laughs> so we did it twice. Her name is so nice, we said it twice. Oh, boy, that Uh-oh. just... Oh, I'm Get sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> the next one is Picture Book iOS App Review by Mark Greentree. As a matter of fact, I was on uh, his, his podcast, Not Another Mac Podcast, number 42, which, of course, is the answer to Life, the Universe, and Everything. Oh, right. Yes, of course. Yeah. I'm glad you were on that. Yeah, it was fun. I'm going to listen very intently. <laughs> very closely. Be okay, nice. And, then, and there's two <laughs> quick articles from actually us, uh, which are the MyMac um, podcast on the website. And then there's I Left My Mac in San Francisco. Yeah. Uh, that's from Nemo. That's a Nemo memo from John Nemoroski. Yeah, it was It was really too bad that, that uh, he was only there for the first day. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, next up is Lego My Ego, Tech Fan Podcast number 64, where Tim and David wonder if Ego waffles can really be considered waffles. And I don't actually believe this guy, but they had a problem where um, David's Skype connection went totally doolally, and you are breaking up on me 
completely. Yeah, you're, you were, you were kind of, I tell you what, why don't we take a quick break right here and restart Skype? Yep. And, and, every, I, and I, and I blame David for that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'll go along with that. I blame David too. <laughs> so everyone, uh, hold on just a second. We'll be right back. Okay. We're back. Sorry about that, folks. Uh, we love Skype, and but sometimes I, it, we hate Skype. It's it's funny. It's funny, and that's our Skype mention for the first fifteen minutes. Um, I, it's funny because I always think, um, why do, why do the podcasters actually say anything? Because to a listener, that that just took about a second. Yeah, not even really a second because I <laughs> not I even a second and we squeezed just, them right back together. And we've just done the same thing. Anyway, next on the my Mac. Uh, <laughs> The MyMac website is Mac OS X Lion, the Missing Mac Manual. That's a book review from Sam Negri. And last up is the Twitter book, second edition book review by Mark Greentree, who I think we've talked about once or twice on this show. He keeps popping up, doesn't he? Yes, yes he does. Well, we like Mark. He's a good guy. <laughs> uh, we got some feedback from email. A uh, good friend of the show, Steve Hammond, who we've had on, uh, had written to me and suggested Bookle, which I think is how it's pronounced, as an OS ten EPUB reader. It's about nine ninety nine at the Mac App Store. Uh, made by Stairway Software, PTY. I have no idea what PTY stands for. LTD, which I think stands for limited. Uh, it isn't free. But it is a collaborative effort from Adam Angst. We talked to his lovely wife a couple of weeks ago of Tidbits and yep. Peter Lewis, who works for Stairway. So it should be pretty good. Uh, also remember <clears throat> that no EPUB reader that I know of was will, injured in the making. Of was this injured podcast. in the making of this? No, uh, will read DRM content unless it was the content DRM it was created to work with. Right. Right. And. Okay. Thanks for that. Yep. Um, <laughs> there was um, a lot of thanks uh, for the Macworld Expo comments. Now, I, I'm not quite sure what that refers to, Guy. You pop that in there. Oh, I just said, th I was just telling all of our Twitter people thanks for the Macworld Expo <laughs> comments. <laughs> you nitwit. <laughs> I think you read that wrong, Gaz. It says feedback from Twitter. Thanks for the Macworld Expo comments. Right. That's what I said. But that's not what you said. What did I say? <laughs> I, I don't know. Oh, <laughs> I'm losing my mind. It's been a long day. It has been a long day. Uh, <laughs> we got some feedback from Facebook uh, for uh, Podcast 388 from Peter Bird. Uh, it says, another great show. Twisted Wave looks good. Might have to spend some money. I have a question for you guys. I'm thinking of getting a new Mac in a few months, but I'm not sure if I should go MacBook Pro or iMac. I do a lot of multimedia recording, editing, and storing, and have a rather big iTunes collection, which is why no MacBook Air. So I was wondering if you guys had an, an opinion as to which might be better. And that's from Rob, Robert. No, no, that's from Peter Bird. Peter Bird. I, I've got one one question there. How much do you think you're going to use the MacBook around the house and outside? Because, it, you know, if, if you can live with your Mac being in one place and one place only, then, you know, go for the iMac. But if you're going to be portable at all, then you've got to go for the MacBook Pro. Or just get both. <laughs> yeah. That would be, that's my suggestion. Guys, some people are on a budget. You know? Oh, oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that. Uh, if you're portable at all, yeah, go for the MacBook Pro. Uh, iTunes, you know, how much I, how big your iTunes collection is shouldn't really enter into the argument, you know, pro or against a laptop versus a desktop because you can always, like we were talking about last week, you can always put that, that big iTunes collection on, on an external drive. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, when you're doing travel, people talk about carrying all of their media and all of their music around with them. But really, you know, what, unless you're going away for six months, when do you really need to do that? So, yeah, um, you know, it, it, it it's such a big difference between the two types. You've you've got to make a decision as to you know whether you're going whether you're going portable or not. You know, if you if you if you're going to be mobile at all, then it's got to be the MacBook uh, the MacBook Pro. But if if you can live with your MacBook staying in one position. 
go for the iMac. Yeah, you'll, and, and you'll get better performance as well. Yeah, uh, plus it looks nicer. Yeah, it does. They look really, really sweet. <laughs> that 27-inch iMac, yeah. that's gorgeous. Okay, so you've got a question as, uh, as well, I believe. The next one, Robert. Um, Hazelrig. Ha- Hazelrig. Yeah. Or is that Hazelrig? I'd say Hazelrig, actually. Well, you'd say Hazelrig. I'd say Hazelrig. Well, that sounds okay. familiar. Uh, he's asking, where is the best underscore cheapest place to buy Apple Care? Also, what is the difference between the old and new versions of the i5 27-inch iMac? And uh, I had suggested to him that he goes to Google and, you know, just Google for resellers of Apple Care. Yeah. Now, you can go to eBay. You've got to be a bit careful with Apple Care, though, haven't you? Yeah. Yeah. Because... If you number one, if you buy the wrong thing, yeah. Apple will just say, uh, "No, you bought Apple Care for an iPod, and you're bringing in a Mac Pro." So, no, that's not going to happen. Uh, and you know, and if you're gonna, if you're if you're thinking about getting Apple Care, but you want to do it on the cheap, then well, it, it kind of contradicts the reason you're getting Apple Care. To be perfectly honest with you, um, and you know, you might be able to get it cheaper in one or two places. Amazon very often have, you know, I've seen lots of people talk about getting Apple Care from Amazon. I would never buy it off off eBay. Never buy it off eBay. Not yeah, Apple eBay, Care. not Apple Care. No, no. Now I did buy this Mac Pro off ebay but that yeah, was well, that was from hard- an established yeah i think hardware's slightly different i think hardware's slightly different and yeah. you know, if it's established and you know they've got plenty of good feedback on on selling apple gear but even that you've still got to be careful um and and how much cheaper do you think you can really get it i've never really seen apple but care that much cheaper you know so so cheap that you think oh well you know i'm saving hundreds of bucks here or yeah, know, not hundreds. I've, I've seen it i've seen it as much as as like 25 percent Oh, well, yeah. You know, okay. so you can save a significant amount of money, but you have make, to be very specific. Make sure you get the right one. That you get the right one. Because even if it's if it's the difference between, say, a 2010 MacBook Pro and a 2011 MacBook Pro, Apple isn't going to isn't going to honor it. And they'll know right away when you when you put in, you know, the the model number and the serial number, or, you know, that you have the wrong type. And if you've gotten it off eBay or you've gotten it off Amazon, there's no recourse. Yeah, you may not have any recourse to get your money back or to get it exchanged. Yeah, now, because once you've entered that number, it's lost. It's then gone. It's then used. Right, right. Now, as far as his question about the iMac, uh, from a quick glance over at EveryMac.com, which is a great site, uh, the newer ones are using Intel Sandy Bridge processor as compared to the Linfield processors from the 2010 model. And the newer ones are using ATI's uh, 6000 series graphics chipset as compared to the 5000 series graphics chipset chip of the older one. You but, be careful how you said that. Aren't you? Yeah, very, very careful. Uh, but really, both of them are quad core i5s so they're going to they're going to get through pretty much anything you're going to throw at it. Uh the newer one will probably be a little bit faster, but you'll save more money by getting the older version. And that that could actually relate to I think we we've, we've spoken in the past about buying refurb stuff off the Apple right. store and you know it's that it's those little differences that you've just got to look out for. You might be saving a lot of money but just make sure you understand um the difference in some of the products and it it's little bits like that and you know you see a difference between you know two seemingly the same uh products and it's um little details um which make the price difference but the refurb side. I love the refurb side. Yeah, I, and that's that's other than this Mac Pro. That's the only place I go for my Macs. Yeah. Um. Okay. So, what have we got next? Uh, we got a, this, a Skype call. Uh, we did. We, we did. did. Uh, right. Okay. Cool. Can cool. you guess who it's from? Uh well, I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. It's not spaghetti, is it? It is Eddie Spaghetti. He's our our favorite. uh, I just blew that. He's our favorite New York Italian crazy man. (laughs) Here's his call. I'm driving, so I'll keep this short. I just wanted to say that I love listening to the G-Spots. No, no. The G-Spots. No. uh, The G-Men. That's the G-Men. 
I love you guys. Bye. <laughs> Thanks, Eddie. Yeah, well, we can't be the G spots because we, we would never be able to find ourselves. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Simple yeah, crash. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Okay, and let's okay. move on from that really fast. Uh, now okay. you have a phobi word of the okay. day. We're finally working in our 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 show title. Okay, chirotophobia. I and did it right again. I you can't did. believe that. You got it now. I couldn't. I couldn't say it at all before. I, I was go- actually going to have Gaz do the uh, the the intro this week, but he couldn't <laughs> say it. And then him not being able to say it meant that <laughs> I couldn't say. It. Well, we we finally got through it. But pray tell Gaz. What well, does chirotophobia? Right, but we're saying chirotophobia. And what if it's if that's not it, we don't care. Okay, yeah, too late. Um, it's actually a fear of bats. Fear of bats, mm. which means, of course, yeah. If Tim had that fear, he would never be able to go near his laptop. Correct. And for those who don't know what I'm talking about, <laughs> Tim look has at look, look at, at the image, image on uh, for the show. But Tim has. A uh, 15-inch MacBook Pro, and he had etched into it the uh, animated or the Batman from the animated series of the 90s, and he calls it his Batmac, and it looks it looks really cool. Batmac. Okay, so um, I think perhaps I've got to take us out. Have I? Oh, please, we are. Oh my goodness, we're at like 25 minutes. Okay, well I'll do it really quickly. Okay, stand, stand by, stand by, and we'll be. Right back. Yeah, you said that really fast. Was that quick enough? That was really quick. Hey, Guy, have you heard about Not Another Mac Podcast? Oh, not another Mac Podcast. Yeah, so you've heard of it then? Heard of what? Not Another Mac Podcast. Gaz, you keep repeating yourself. I'm just telling you the name of the show. No, you don't. You keep telling me about Not Another Mac Podcast. Yep, that's the one. What's the one? Not Another Mac Podcast. Gaz, you nitwit Brit, have have you been drinking? No, you big yank tank. Listen. Not Another Mac Podcast is a roundtable discussion with Mac users and experts from all over the world. Hey, Gaz, we've been on that podcast. Are we experts now? Oh, brother. You can find us in iTunes by searching for Not Another Mac Podcast or get it through the Stoplight Network podcast feed. Where's my Guy and Gaz, Gaz and Guy, the bookends to your digital life. the second section of the mymac.com podcast number 389 just thought i'd get in there nice and quick you see guy just yeah, to prove that i hadn't forgotten the time to be quick on. was at the end of the last segment oh oh damn oh bum <laughs> <laughs> now you no, I, actually came up with this topic yeah yeah quite a long time ago <laughs> yeah we just and finally got to it actually wasn't this before MacWorld that you came up well, with this? well before well before yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're yeah. just getting to it Oh, well, I'm I'm sure there's a a few more like that. That's right. Pretty soon you're going to hear our review for uh, OS (laughs) (laughs) 10.4. Have we gone past that? (laughs) Yeah, I think so. We need to hurry. Um, We'll be out with 10.4.1 pretty soon. (laughs) Let me just check my software update. Um, (laughs) Basically, I said, what apps do you use most? Uh, Which could you not live without? Favorites, etc.? And I've said in no particular order, and I wrote all of the software that I kind of use on a regular basis. Mm -hmm. And um, I thought it would just make a good little subject for us, really. Yeah. Um, So first of all, um, mail. And I've put in here, yes, I use mail. I'm the one. Yeah, I I use mail too. And I don't understand why so many people hate on it. I know, I agree with you. I quite like it. It's, I, I, it's, it, it's it, a cracking little app. <laughs> it did take me a little. I, you know what? Cracking doesn't get, work for me. No, no, no. It did take me a little while <laughs> to get used to the new uh, layout in Lion. Right. But 
actually I do I do quite like it and I use it and I know that there are a few add-ons and few people use you know uh, different types of of mail clients but I like the core application of mail that comes with your app um, so there na 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 I don't <laughs> care I like mail too um, I do use a few one or two rules in there as well so um, but I'm not you know I've got I've got a number of um, different email app um, accounts and uh, they're all in there they'll work and uh apart from the occasional glitch where it seems to say um you know i can't receive any of your mail i tend to just close it down and reopen it and it, it does it quite no problems at all <laughs> it basically tells you you can't have your mail oh wait yes you can yeah. <laughs> it says, you, you've not been good today so so next and i think there's going to be a trend going on here um safari yeah now, I occasionally go into Chrome when needs be, hint, hint, wink, wink, say no more, if you know what that means. <laughs> I think I do. I think everybody else does as well. But if you don't, basically I use Chrome for any Flash sites or any any sites that uh, seemingly need that dreaded, dreaded software. Oh, actually, you know what? Speaking – oh, hold on a second. Speaking of – Uh, using Facebook in Safari, do you get like occasionally you see the, like the little videos and stuff? Yes. Do, are you able to watch the videos in Safari, or does it come up and tell you you need a plugin? Um. Well, I may well have put a plugin in because I don't get that issue. I get that almost every single time, and I'm I'm not real crazy about installing Adobe's Flash, but that's just me. Yeah, I, I use well, Safari I, I, too. I, I think I've got a, a flash blocker. So, I mean, I, I, I tend to use it. I've got, it all depends which Mac I'm on, to be honest with you. Because the, the Mac Mini, I, I, I've got a few plugins in Safari and installed. But on the mobile um, devices, the MacBook, uh, the white MacBook and the MacBook Air, there's a def- definite definition between the two and i do not have flash installed on those so um very often i'm finding myself having to go over to chrome so but i still use i still open up safari before i think oh i've got to go over to chrome to get onto this website because there aren't many that you know i come across well not anymore because it's dying fast yeah yeah and i use safari as well when i need an alternate browser i usually just go to um firefox yeah, I don't like Firefox. Well, I don't use it enough to hate it, I guess. <laughs> no, that's true. That's true. That's true. To know it uh, is to hate it. And and, and I, I've only recently moved over to Chrome, actually, because I've heard so much about it. And it, it is quite a light little application. And the, one of the reasons I, I wanted to use that was also because of the updates it gets. So if you you know if you need any Adobe or Flash updates, that does it you know secretly in the background. So okay. Um, next, uh, Twitter. We both. Uh, are on Twitter, and um, you know we have occasion to use Twitter. Um, but I'm a big Ecophon um, for Twitter. Um, that's what I use for my Twitter client. I use it on the iPhone, use it on the iPad, and I use it on the Mac desktop as well. Now it used to do much better in the way of syncing. It doesn't seem to sync up the timelines as well as it used to. It seems to have glitches. But uh, I'm quite used to Ecophon um, for the use of, of Twitter and. Um, I just like using it. It's just simple, straightforward. You know, some people come up with all these complicated Twitter apps. They, oh, I can do you know all these lists, and I do a, a cross reference, and I've got certain people in it. And I'm thinking, I don't use Twitter like that. I go in, I say something, I come out. I go in, I say something, I have a look, <laughs> I come out. You know, so yeah, twi- Twitter does for me. Actually, I like, I prefer the best Twitter um, Ecofon. Um, version is the ipad version i like that one best yeah i use uh tweet deck on the mac and mm-hmm. the biggest reason why i use it is because you know i i follow two different twitter feeds of course there's mac parrot and then as well as uh the guy in gaz feed and tweet deck allows me to very very quickly switch between them without having to log in log out and all that other happy well, nonsense 
Yeah, yeah. Echo, Echo Font does as well. It's got a little icon and, and on the Mac version at the bottom of the page next to where you actually write your tweet. And it's got like a little icon. You can click on that and then you can, it comes up with obviously any different accounts that you've got and you just click on it and it takes you straight to it. Obviously, once you've signed in for the first time. So yeah, it's, yep. it's quite good. Uh, I, a lot of people quite like TweetDeck. So yeah. So what's your next one? I don't, I didn't have a, a, a one that I use for this next one. Okay, so RSS feeds. Um, I still have to pull quite a few RSS feeds for um, when I'm basically looking for stuff for news, uh, news and views from across the pond, which I still um, still occasionally do. Although Mike, uh, the Mike, for Mac Eyes only for podcast. Mac Eyes only podcast. Yeah, Mike has changed the format a little bit, but uh, sometimes if I'm not on in a week, I'll still try and do a segment for him. Um, I've used Net Newswire. Uh, for a long, long time, and you have to have a Google um, account um, because NetNewsWire used to do its own feeds, but now you've got to have a Google RSS account. Now, what do they call it? I can't remember what they call it now, but the uh, your actual account is... Um, oh, Google's... It's the Google Reader. It's the <laughs> Google Reader. So you, you basically have, if you've got a Google account, and you just sync up to the, your Google re- Reader account, which you can do in, in most RSS feeds. But um, Knit Newswire, it's pretty basic. There's nothing fancy about it. It doesn't do, it's got um, folders which you can put stuff into. But really, for me, I do an awful lot of syncing uh, on that, and the folders don't sync across. But Knit Newswire, that's the one I use. Use yeah. it on a, reg- a regular basis. I'm. I don't actually use an RSS reader, and so so I probably cap- should. How do you capture all your stuff then? Uh, typically, there's just like a, a certain number of sites that I go to. Okay. And uh, usually, if they don't have a particular story, they're linking to someone that does have it. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll go to, and I know this is like. Not the same thing at all. Uh, I'll go to uh, dig.com for a lot of stories. Uh, MacSurfer.com. You know, just sites like that that are kind of general and that will lead me in certain directions. I think sometimes I just like perusing the web, if 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 yeah. that makes any sense at all, and yeah, just see yeah, where exactly. it's going to take me. Yeah. It's you a just, journey. You, you just go for the ride, don't you? Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. <laughs> now the next two or three, I'm, I'm actually going to skip on those guys because we did kind of talk about those the other week when we talked about our flow. Yeah, so, that's um, true. Basically, that's true. it's just Audio Hijack Pro, uh, Wiretap Studio, and GarageBand. So, right. but uh, we'll probably come back onto those at another time. Yeah, yeah. Now, for all of its problems, as you yeah. put here, and I think most people use this Skype is also something else which I use on a regular basis. So, if you've not got Skype installed or you haven't got an account, you know, for all the complaints people have. It tends to work pretty well. And it's the one that everybody has. So if you want to do an interview or you want to find someone, their chances are they're on Skype. Yeah, although we have found quite a few people that aren't on Skype when we're trying to do interviews, haven't we? So, well, that's uh, true. But the thing is, they usually don't have anything else. No, no, that's true. That's true. Now, I also use iChat. Yeah, uh, I like iChat as well, but I don't think the audio quality is as good. No, that's very true. That is true because we've we've done a comparison. Actually, Mike and I have done a comparison in the past as well, and it, I totally agree with that statement. Yeah. Um, but the screen sharing is just superb. I, the amount of times that I've just got um, Anne's parents to open up iChat and I've done the screen sharing, and I've you know taken over their Mac, yeah, taken over their Mac, you know, and um, superb, superb. So yeah. I like iChat. I I think. I think Apple are missing a trick with iChat. They could make it a lot more flexible. Yeah, a little I bit think more they like Adium. Too. I think is it Adium, which is yeah, Adium, 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 Adium. You say Adium, yeah. I say Adium. <laughs> it's called thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, as a matter of fact, I'll be using. Uh, you remember uh, I had my my brother Bill on a number of weeks ago. Yep. Yeah. And he's thinking about switching or you know redoing his website, and I had suggested to him that he use uh, Sandvox. Right. Well, he bought it, but he's not really sure how to use it. So I think we're going to use iChat, and I'll basically make the site for him, or at least get it started, and then let him take over from there. But I'll, I'll be, you know, I chatting with him with screen cool. sharing so that I can help him out. Excellent, excellent. Yep. Yeah, so there you go. Now, actually, we we mentioned this in in the four hundredth com, uh, contest is well. coming up. Right. Busycal. Yep. I I use iCal, but. BusyCal, um, I like the way it, you know it uses the DevCal 
um, service now. Um, and BusyCow's just got a few more options and it's quite a nice interface and I've been using it for some time now. So whether I've just got used to using it uh, and whether iCal can give me some better options, but the, certainly I, I think I prefer the printout options whenever I, because amazingly I still like killing trees. As <laughs> He's on a tree hunt. <laughs> Um, and I like uh, printing out. And there's a few other little options in BusyCal which um, are a little bit better over iCal. So uh, BusyCal is one to look for. And if you make sure that you registered your interest, you could be in a, with the chance of getting a BusyCal uh, license in the future. That's right. And all you have to do is go to Facebook and like us. Absolutely. Now, I was quite Even surprised. if you don't like us. <laughs> yeah, even if you don't like us, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're, you're such a whore, you are. I am. I really am. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, I was quite surprised at the next one that you haven't got it. Yeah, I, I keep talking about saying, oh, I, I need to get one password. I need to get one password. Hey, Gaz, you know what? I need to get one password. And you then the next have... week goes by, Yeah, absolutely. and I don't have one password. Well, I have one password, and I've got it on, obviously, synced up through Dropbox, um, and I've got... Uh, the iPad version, I've got the iPhone version, I've got the desktop version. And, yeah, I keep all sorts of stuff in there. I think we've mentioned it before. Obviously, for your passwords, every single website service which I go to which needs a password has a completely and very ultra-safe password. Except my password to get into password is probably unsafe. <laughs> in which case, let's see, your ultra-safe <laughs> password to get into 1Password is... <laughs> password yeah it's not that simple but oh. but no but it, it's oh, one password one yeah. <laughs> <laughs> did i just blow it for you you did oh um, damn but it's a great service i also keep lots of my licensing information in there as well for the software so that, you know there's tons of stuff that you can do with one password it's i will great. have one password before we do a podcast next week yeah um iphoto love it I still, I know that I said that I would possibly go over and move over to Aperture because of the size of my library. But since I've moved over to Lion, actually the size of the library has has not been causing me too much of, uh, of an issue. And I still share it. So we've got three or four accounts. Uh, four accounts. I don't know why I said three or four. We've got four accounts on the <laughs> on the Mac Mini, and the iPhoto library is on the shared folder on the Mac. So. If anybody adds a photo uh, and, you know, puts it in a new event or puts a face on there or puts any details on there, whenever anybody else goes into that iPhoto library, they see those new photos and the images that we need. Now, obviously, you, you have got the option to create a new folder or a new iPhoto library um, and have just your own personal photos go in there. But uh, we use it all the time. It's pretty quick. I've got over I've got over 23,000 photos in there now. Wow. And it, and it hasn't balked once since I've had Lion. So I've been really impressed with Lion and iPhoto, I must admit. Uh, next up is now you're still on iWeb for your website, right? Yeah. Although I'm actually, now you spoke earlier about sand sandbox. And right. I, I almost had the toss of a coin, but because I've used rapid weaver in the past and I'm still using iWeb. However, however, I've been thinking, do I go for sandbox? Do I go for rapid weaver and sandbox? It, there's just something about sandbox, which I don't get. And I, don't, I can't really put my finger on it. It just, it, it, it just doesn't seem to float my boat. I don't, I, you know, and that's not their fault because it, it is a cracking little application. Um, but I, I've been used to Rapid Weaver. Now, one thing that was pushing me away from Rapid Weaver was actually the, um, the ability, um, the, the, or the fact that it wasn't completely HTML5 compliant. However, yeah, I think that's how, been fixed with the new version. Well, it's been fixed, but all of the add-ons that you can get actually um, can be HTML compliant. So the, it, it's not quite, it, you know, it's not black or white whether an application is HTML compliant or not, because there are add-ons which you can put into Rapid Weaver which are HTML HTML five components which will work. So uh, I like the fact that you can be fairly simple with Rapid Weaver, 
but also you can get very complex with it. You can put in your own HTML code in there. You can get very deep with CSS. There's all sorts of stuff which you can put in there. And the, the amount of add-ons which are available are incredible. But at this point in time, I have to say I'm still using iWeb. But the fact that it's not being updated yeah. is, is the reason I think I'm going to be moving over to RapidWeaver. And it, or, you know, or, or its days are limited. Yeah, I think so. Unfortunately, I think so. Yeah, yeah. Well, the thing I like about Rapid Weaver as compared to Sandvox is uh, now they're both kind of template based. Sandvox more so than Rapid Weaver. Yeah. Uh, but with Rapid Weaver, if I decide I want my website to be a thousand pixels across, or five hundred pixels across, or however many pixels across I want it, I can do that. And it's very, very easy to do. With Sandvox, you're kind of, uh, and I don't want to say limited, uh, but you can't expand the website or contract the website beyond what the template says that it is, which is typically 800 pixels, which yeah. is not necessarily a bad thing. 800 no, pixels no, is, is plenty wide for probably 90% of the websites that are out there. But I like having like multiple columns and you know a, a yeah. few other things which you which you can't really do with or at least easily with 800 pixels. So in in that particular case, uh, Rapid Weaver would probably be a better fit for me. But for like my brother Bill, Sandvox would be better because when he goes to add a new page or. Uh, pictures or, or movies or whatever he doesn't have to worry about setting up a new page it's already going to be done it's much for more iweb like isn't yes. it yes so yeah not, i would agree that. with and, that and i do like iweb so I, I, but it, i'd say it's just something about it's almost as if i'm changing software for no reason at all i might as well just stick with iweb so you know if you if you well actually use, you can because you no, can it, you can export whatever it is you do in iWeb. No, well, you can in RapidWeaver to a certain degree, but the 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 the, the point I'm making, guy, is that I'm going from iWeb and I'm just going over to Corellia and the Sandbox, and I might as well just stick with iWeb, yeah. as I've done so much in there. So it's just you want to plus, expand a little bit, yeah. And that's what I'm thinking. There's an awful lot of add-ons that I can go into RapidWeaver, and there's one other reason as well. Oh, what's that? It's British. <laughs> That's true. That's true. I actually talked to uh, uh, the guys at Rapid Weaver while I was at the Macworld Expo. Yeah, Nick. Nick Fletcher. Nick Fletcher. Yep. I actually spoke to him back in 2008, although he won't remember it, um, when they, I went to uh, an expo down in, in London, which well, was, um, yeah. Yeah, I've got, a, uh, I've got an email in to him to try to get him on the show as well. I would love yes, to have get him on the show. Definitely. Because we, we had Dan from Sandvox on, uh, I think, uh, a couple of months ago. We, yeah, that's right. That's right. No, it would be great to get him on. And uh, I've had plenty of questions for him. Now, do you open up any PDFs or any images just for a quick look in oh. an application called Preview? My Guy. gosh, yes, I do. How did you know to ask me that? <laughs> oh, wait, here it is right here in the show notes. Yes, I love Preview. Preview is I do too. one of the programs that is included with the Mac that does so much more than you probably know. Yep. That, yep. There's, you know, there's lots of little extras in there, which you can, you can get. Even, so, even some editing tools. There are, yes. Yes, some highlighting tools. And um, I actually, whenever I scan an image, I scan it to open up in Preview. Yeah, um, I think that's pretty much one of the more default um, processes, anyway. But I I make sure that it opens up in Preview, and uh, yeah, I like Preview. Yep. Now I use Text Edit every single week to make the show notes for <laughs> yep. the podcast. Not yep. because it does all these fancy things, and I can have you know Comic Sans for one word and. And, you know, Lucinda Pro for – I don't care. It's just text. That's all I need. And text edit does what I need it to do, doesn't do anything fancy, doesn't get weird in the middle of something. And it's I just like text edit. It's a yeah. great little program. I think we're proving just how basic we are here, aren't we? <laughs> um, next well, and a lot of this stuff – I mean, a lot of the stuff we're talking about tonight is free. It's not going to cost you a dime. Absolutely, absolutely. Now, the next one you might think is a bit odd. You might think, what on earth did he put that now, in? Now, this is an expensive program. Oh. This, 
No, no, yeah. it's not. <laughs> Finder. <laughs> now, you, you may think, Finder, what? But it's an application, and it works for me. I've got, I've got used to the little shortcuts like Control, uh, Control Command 3 or Control Command 2, which uh, basically adjust your folders. So if you want to view your folders um, or arrange your folders or the items in your Finder window by kind, you know, so you have... Um, your folders first and then any other types of documents which may be below it um, then you just hit control um, command 2 and if you want to have the last um, modified you could hit control command 5 and I use those two shortcuts very quickly I mean they're just yeah. keyboard shortcuts you can easily find them by uh, when you're in a finder window go to view and then clicking on the arrange by and it it, it shows you the um, the shortcut that you can get on your keyboard. And, and actually, I'm not sure whether uh, Elisa, you say Pacelli, I say Pacelli, um, <laughs> uh, may have mentioned that in, in her uh, keyboard shortcuts. But, but yeah, Finder's, Finder's great. And, and I People forget they probably use it every single day. Now, there are alternatives. Yeah, I like Total Finder. Uh, I th- not so much for, like, the, the G-Wiz you know, whiz bang stuff that it does by like having the, uh, uh, the left-hand sidebar on both sides or the right side or anything like that. I like it for one reason and one reason only mm-hmm. I can have a single finder window window open with tabs and I can, I can put whatever hmm, right. I want in each one of those tabs and easily <laughs> jump from, from folder to drive to another drive to a network drive, wherever it is I need to go. So that's why I like Total Finder. Yeah, I, I actually find Command N very useful when I'm in a Finder window for doing that sort of stuff. So, But I know what you mean. Yeah. I know what you mean. Tabs is, is very useful. I'm a big tab fan, uh, but not in Finder. Um, <laughs> right, the next application I use an awful lot, and we both use a lot, oh, yeah. and I think most people use a lot. Uh, Especially Android. on the stoplight network. It, it Dropbox. Yeah, uh, amazing. And it's free. Two gigabytes yeah. of storage online for whatever the heck it is you want to put into it for yeah, nothing. I'm, a, I'm not, I'm not, I've been getting, I've been gaining one or two items. I think I've got up to about three or three and a bit gigabytes free now. So, uh, but actually, I'm also looking at uh, some alternatives. Um, but I think that's more that's that's more to come later when we we try and find alternatives to um, the mobile me subscription service which we all want. So. Yeah, yeah, and and just for a real quick, uh, next week we'll be talking about the question that Antonio Andres asked us last yep. week about the, yep. all of this stuff. So more about that next week. Okay. So, but Dropbox does rock. Yeah. Okay. Time machine because I know time's pushing on now. Yeah. <sighs> See Wonderful. What I did oh. Yeah. Uh, um, <laughs> Yeah, time machine. Um, You've written in here, it's good, but it's only half a backup solution without either Carbon Copy Cloner or Super Duper, and I totally agree with that statement, Guy. Yeah. It's it's great just to pop in and and grab a file, which you know is there and is is somewhere. Obviously, with with a a Carbon Copy Cloner or Super Duper, you're you're tending to clone your drive. And that, that for me, is something which I do on a more regular basis, whereas Time Machine's always there ready for me to go in and, and, and try and, and find look for something. something. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. If, but if you're just using time machine for your no. backup solution, no. don't no. do that. Go out no. spend a couple of hundred bucks, get another drive, use yeah. carbon copy cloner or super duper. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yep. Somebody, I've heard many people say that you, you haven't got a backup unless you've got three backups. And one of those is offsite. Yes. Whether that, whether that be over the air or whether it just be a separate hard drive, kept at work or something mm-hmm. um now the next application that i use on a regular basis every day <laughs> and i probably couldn't live without is itunes yeah i agree but i so wish it was less busy <laughs> yeah, we I talked about we, that i think we talked about that, a long time ago yeah yeah definitely um quick time player i use that on a regular basis if 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 i just want to open a, a, a an audio clip or a video clip which is sitting on my uh, hard drive i'll always right click and open it with quicktime player yeah i actually liked the snow leopard version of it more than i did the live version but that's just a personal preference mm. i tend to i can disagree with you there i quite like the, the the newer version although obviously the 
I've still got the QuickTime Seven version. Yeah, the Pro, the Pro version. Pro app. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, but yeah, QuickTime's good little good little player. I like that. And another application which I use on a regular basis is Default Folder. Um, I mean, there's a few more that we I think we both could come up with, but that you know we could probably spend the next two hours talking about. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, we'll just skip the. Uh, the rest of the ones that, that we have written there, because we are, we need to, we need to push on here. But but, but I'm gonna, I'm going to say default folder, and I'm going to push to see if you know if they can actually get us some some you know freebies for our 400th show. But default folder is also one I use. So we'll perhaps come and cover the other ones uh, uh, another time. Another time. Yep. Cool. So everybody, oh god, please stand by to stand by, and we will be back so fast it'll make your head spin. Scott, can you fix me up? Um, that might be easier said than done, but okay, who with? With John Nemo. Uh, yeah, Nemo's already married and has a grown daughter? No. I mean, fix me up with a set of headphones so I can listen to Nemo's all-new App Minute podcast. The MyMac.com podcast with Guy and Gaz. Two light bulbs that don't fit their sockets. And welcome back to the third segment of the show. Uh, we had this thing that Gary was going to put in something about his cats, who? but your your cats. Who? But we we who just don't have about? time to talk about who, your cats. Who are you this talking week. about? Who's this Gary person you're talking Sorry, about? Sorry, Gazmaz. <laughs> Gaz. I've got oh me. Yeah, oh, right. you've got yeah, cats that you want to talk about. Yeah, but we haven't got time. We don't have time this week, but we will. We will get to his his uh, miniature felines another week. <laughs> So we're just going to skip right because this this show has gone on so long. We're going to skip right to the app picks, and uh, my app pick this week is actually one that I have that I used at the MacWorld Expo. Loved it. If you're doing blogging on the go with iOS, you need to get this app. It's Blogsy by Blogsy app. It's four ninety nine at the iOS App Store, and it is wonderful. I love this app. Okay. That's that's great. I've got two picks, but I'm only going to pick one this week and leave the next one to next week. But okay. I'm going to I'm going to give the people I'm going to give the people a quick hint as to where to go. Um, basically, it's from a company called Mac Fun, and that's M A C P H U N, and it's called Color Splash. Now it's one dollar ninety nine. Now is that a it, Mac app or is that iOS? It's a Mac. No, it's a Mac app. Okay. And basically, what it does is it converts an image that you stick in there. You can either drop an image into the uh, into the application itself or obviously pick from Finder window, which then obviously goes to your iPhoto library or wherever, and it converts it into a, a, a black and white um, image. And then it has a tool which you can a, a adjust the size of, and it does a few other things as well. But this was, this, this was so quick and easy, it was just great. And with that tool, once you've got it the right size, you um, obviously scroll it over or click it over images, part of the image that you then want to highlight with a bit of color. So what it does, it's turn the the image into black and white. And then when you put the tool over certain parts of the image, it then brings the color that was obviously the image in the image before. So it can highlight certain areas. So you can have a black and white image with, let's say, you know, yellow daffodils. Oh, that's really cool. Over the field. And it's a, it's a quick and easy app. Now, you can do this in lots of other applications. But, but not for easy. $1, well, it's not easy, but plus you've got to spend a lot more. And for $1.99, you throw the image in, you do it quick, you save it, you're done. And that's exactly the reason I got it. Um, because um, my daughter, um, on several occasions, says, I want to do this. So we went into Pixelmator and we was doing all this and we was messing yeah. And by the time she'd gone off, she was fed up. You know, I said, well, if you do it, it you know. And then I came across this app, and she had it. She had to do it again, and she said, oh, oh, "I'm going to do it at school." I said, "No, no, 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 no! Look, 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 look!" And it was easy. <laughs> so yeah, color splash, Mac Fun, M A C P H U N. 
And we have a people's pick, and this is another one from Chris in Stafford Spark Spark. What does that mean? I don't know. <laughs> I've got no idea. I'm I mean, reading the show notes I know, here. I know where Stafford is. But okay. No well, idea what Spark Spark's all about. <laughs> you put it there. Did I? Stafford Spark Spark. Hang on a minute. Let me just let me just do something then. Okay. There you go. Oh, How about now? Chris and Stafford. <laughs> it's it's for keyboard shortcuts and more, and he finds it invaluable. And uh, he sets certain well used documents to open with set keystrokes. It's called Spark. Oh, there so that's go. the name of the application. Is the name of the application is <laughs> Spark, or is it Spark Spark? I think it's Spark. Okay. And uh, let's see. Yep, you're right. It's Spark, and it's a shortcuts manager. And it looks like, let's see, is it free? I think it's free. I think it's uh, fair use. I think so. Yes, I think you. I think you donate, don't you? On yeah, that one, from memory. Yeah, I think it's. I think it's donation. What I call donationware. So you know, yeah. try and support it, and it'll it'll keep uh, it'll keep going. Um, one there was one thing actually about last week also that when we were talking about the Apple TV, but. We're we're running a bit long, so perhaps we'll bring those items up uh, next week. Uh, okay, well, make really, sure you put them in the show notes. Yeah, one or two small corrections about you know being able to get uh, stuff direct from iTunes on uh, using your Apple TV. But uh, yeah, we'll perhaps yeah. talk about that next week. Yeah, it's not like we've ever made mistakes before, so mistakes. Yeah. <laughs> right. Okay. No, 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 I don't think we know what that is. Uh, um, Facebook page. Please go to our My Mac Podcast fake, Facebook fake book. Oh, good God. Facebook. Fake I like book. that. Fake book. <laughs> go to our fake book go page. To, go to the My Mac Podcast. Because we Facebook. don't really exist. <laughs> That's right. We're, you're not even really listening to us right this moment. <laughs> you're asleep. It's the middle of the night. Your head well, is, is resting here. on the pillow. This <laughs> bloody podcast goes on for much longer. Uh, pretty much, they'll be, they'll fall asleep in their well, car. Swore, then, Ooh. Ooh. Uh, go to your fa- go to our your jeez, go to your go to our Facebook page, the My Mac Podcast Facebook page, and please like us. You'll be entered in automatically for the My Mac Podcast Podcast Four Hundred or whatever you end up calling it contest. Right, iTunes. If you could go over to iTunes and leave us a review, yes, good, bad, indifferent. Go on, do it. You yep. know you want to, really. And we have gotten great reviews. We have gotten some mediocre reviews, and one really just they suck reviews. Guess <laughs> <laughs> at least the thing is, at least we're honest about it. <laughs> about that, anyway. Um, yeah. Anyway. Uh, uh, okay, guy. Yeah. If people if people wanted to contact you, how would they do such a thing? They could reach me at. Guy at mymac.com mm-hmm. and of course on the Twitters at twitter.com forward slash Mac Parrot. <laughs> I guess. That didn't sound like a parrot at all, did it? Well, you mentioned getting sick earlier, so. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, How yes, can people if- get a hold of you? Um, gaz at mymac.com or on the Twitters, twitter.com forward slash gazmaz. Now, there's also another way on the Twitters to get hold of us, and that is twitter.com forward slash guy and gaz. That's G U Y A N D G A Z. No spaces, no dashes, no commas, no, no these. <laughs> and you can also reach us through Fearless Leader Tim at feedback at mymac.com. And do like Eddie Spaghetti. And call us at our Skype number, which is area code 703-436-9501. Do you know what I find really annoying about all this contact stuff that we really have to do, folks? Do you know what I find really annoying about it? What? I have to listen to it because I've got to wait for that little bit of extra that comes at the end. That's right. That's because that's, that's how we roll. So uh, I think we are going to call it a night. Thank yeah. you all so very, very much for downloading the MyMac.com podcast. We really, really do appreciate it. And we hope you are entertained by our apparent silliness. 
it is silly, isn't it, Gaz? And, and if you're not, just stop and subscribing. Then, yeah, just don't. Why are you listening? <laughs> if you're not having a good time, why the hell are you listening? <laughs> but thanks for listening anyway. Well, thanks for listening anyway. <laughs> <laughs> go to face. Go to Facebook. Subscribe to our move on guy. Finish it. It says you know what the next word says. Uh, the next word seems to be and. Thanks for downloading the MyMac.com podcast. Please check out the Stoplight Network for other podcasts like the Tech Fan Podcast, Pocket Size Podcast, Not Another Mac Podcast, Geekiest Show Ever, the Mac Specialist Podcast, and the all-new App Minute Podcast. A nudist girl at the masquerade ball wore just three raisins with the prize as her goal. The judges said, looky, from the front, she's a cookie. From the rear, she's a Parker House roll.